Hello there and a very warm welcome to Racing Only Better. Shergar Cup weekend along with a crack and renewal of the Phoenix Stakes in the Curra on Saturday. Uh, Barry Orr standing in for Vanessa today. She'll be back on uh, Monday with Wade in, so don't worry about that. Joined by two regulars and uh, the new man on the block, the new kid in the block actually, uh, man about town, Leinster's most famous race goer. I don't know how to introduce you as Brendan. What am I going to call you? Jukey? Well, I am. I am. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I, absolutely, Barry. I, I am a, a prominent race goer. Now, so I wouldn't say most prominent. Uh, one, of, <laughs> one, of, one, of my great, one of my great ambitions in life is that they, someone would come over the PA system before the first and say, uh, this race is being delayed by 10 minutes because Brendan is stuck in traffic. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> if that happen, but, but, um, I'm trying to show up. I'm trying to show up so often that they'd be lost without me. And come here, you're you've you've met Dan on Twitter many many times, but never in person. So uh, it's never good. never in person. I, well, I, well, I am absolutely delighted. I wasn't sure I was going to make it yesterday. I have I have some. I either have a swollen tongue or a swollen glands. I don't know how you'd know you have swollen <laughs> glands. I mean, uh, but I I, I I was talking like Vito Corleone yesterday, and I, I, I didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't think I, but the, the good news is I googled my symptoms, and while I'll be dead in a week, what a way to go! The phoenix, as you mentioned, Barry, absolutely lit renewal. You'll be having to rise like a phoenix in a few days, hopefully, mate. Mm. If you do gonna, pass away, we're going to keep the best of the last, Brendan. That's for sure. Dan, everything okay with you in time form? All good. Yeah, what, a, what an amusing start that was. Thank you, Brendan. Welcome. Oh, and thank you, Dan. Kevin Blake, who's held up in a hotel room somewhere in Doncaster, ahead of the first racing league of the season Kev you're pumped yeah. with excitement the things I do Barry the commitment I show to this podcast and Betfair in general my team needs me they're down the road they're about 300 yards they're, they're curled up in balls they don't know where the cover to go they have no guidance <laughs> from their manager and I've delayed my arrival to come and do this podcast with you lads I'm telling I, you you're an absolute warrior what would we do without you listen well, without any further ado let's kick on because there's an absolute plethora of racing but we're going to kick off with the first race of the, of the uh, Sherman Cup. It's the 135. It's the uh, seven furlong race. There's only eight runners for this. They just filled it. So hopefully nothing will come out because it's the dead eight for each way punters or ban your six to four favorite. I'm sure everyone's going to be looking to get this one. Be the seven year old. His first win in nearly two years was the Golden Mile last Friday. Um, oh, he must be. It must be a six to four chance to. He's a six to four chance at the moment. Uh, I I couldn't have him at that. Epsom Faithful nine to four, eleven to two. Divine Magic. Like I said, it's just a dead eight. Brendan, we're going to start with you. What do you make of this one? Yeah, I think we're we're, we're of a similar opinion. It's just the price tag. I mean, Orban is effectively running out of his grade here with his new new marker ninety five, and he was wildly impressive in Goodwood, but that was over a, a mile. This has dropped back to seven furlongs. Albeit there should be this race should be run at a strong pace. And it is maybe the stiffest uh, seven furlongs in racing. Uh, he, he, he must he must have a huge chance, but I just thought I could oppose him at the price. And um, maybe this crazy look, who had oh. absolutely no look last time out in, in, in Goodwood, uh, she, you can just write that off. She's a progressive filly. This is her first time at seven furlongs. I kind of feel like the trip might unlock a little bit of improvement. And she's 10 to 1 against the Fav at 6 to 4. I'd be, I'd, I'd be much more interested in her. Yeah, so crazy look for Brendan. That's uh, Rod Millman, Haley Turner, who's the. I think I'm correct in saying she's the. Uh, she's got the most points in the Sugar Cup over her career. That's a ten to one chance. Dan, how are you reading this with the dead eight? Very similar. In fact, I sought the counsel of. Well, I know he's assistant trainer nowadays, James. He certainly does a fair bit there, regarding what his views on the trip. Because crazy look, I think one 
at seven as a two-year-old and has never tried it since. Um, but she always seemed to finish her races well. They tend to deliver her late. And it was in that conversation with James on Twitter messages that he told me that I think his dad was the person who managed to get Orban on his correct mark because they didn't include the penalty when the decks first came out. That was added later. He was number six on the card. He's now down, now up to number one. So I'm like you two. I think he's a fav I want to get beaten. Completely different scenario. We always say that good golden mile at Goodwood's a proper draw race. He was in stall one. Lowe's dominated as usual. Mr. Windy will be saving on Divine Magic, who's a real seven furlong specialist, and she's been in great nick as well. But I just think this market looks very skew with. I, I, I struggle to see those two being six to four, nine to four, and then nine's bar. Yeah, fair enough. So both these going for crazy luck with a little sneaky saver on Divine Magic for Windy Barber. Well-named Windy Barber he is, Brendan. He always has to have a little <laughs> saver. <laughs> Kev, how are you reading it? Tell it with the full house because I was with crazy luck aye, as aye. well. Um, look, they, these are funny races, lads. Just be careful when you're looking at these and don't assume they're handicaps because a whole bunch of them are classified stakes, um, which means they're kind of level weights and, and the, the, this particular race is an all to 90 classified so the closer you are to 90 the, the better you are like the further away you're actually worse off with the weights with, 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 the, with the rest so it's a bit of a mess crazy look is 86 so she's a couple of pounds wrong but um, look she's on she was on a fair march there in, in her last few starts coming forward as Dan mentioned like hitting the front very late we haven't seen her over seven for, for a couple of years but um, look Goodwood last time just went horrifically wrong um, no look at all and it looks a good opportunity to try the seven again. Um, they'll ride her accordingly. I'd imagine she'll be hitting the line hard. And um, she'll look, Hayley Turner really gets up for this. She loves it. Great record at it. Um, has had great success. And uh, 10 to 1, yeah, I thought you'd be um, ho- assuming and hoping the, the dead eight holds up. Um, you won't be in bad each way shape there, I hope. All right. So a treble for crazy love, JD. All square after the first hole. That's interesting. On to the second race, the dash at 210. Obviously, the five furlongs, uh, seven to two, Arecibo. A lot of old pals in here. King of the Stars, six to one. You've Judicial Kev, you put up plenty of times in the show at 12 to one. Count Dorsey, an eight to one chance. It's 10 runners here. There's two reserves as there is with most of the fields during the Shergar Cup, and they're all priced up on the Betfair Sportsbook. Um, start with you, Dan. What do you make of the dash? Uh, well, I was all set to go in with a fe- an old pal. Well, I say old pal, I actually dislike the horse given he never does behave but uh, Arachibo but I was I was reminded of obviously you get a fair bit of SH1T in this game when you get something wrong and and in hindsight this doesn't look very good on me but I, there was a tweet a while back after Royal Alaska he just said Dan Barber picked Arachibo to beat Nature Strip Jesus Christ <laughs> so reflect in hindsight what was I thinking um, and uh I mean, I thought I thought he had a really good chance again today because he's recorded five long handicaps to Ascot. He's absolutely mustered. He's often had excuses. Well, then I open the Betfair Sportsbook and I see his favourite and I just I just can't do it to myself. One thing I note tactically in this, the only out-and-out pace I can see is King of Stars and he blasted last time at the track and was just chinned. That enough. I think I'd reverse those two in the market. If you can back Arachibo each way, if he drifts out to nine to two fives, you'd probably be foolish not to, but... As it stands, King of Stars, the only pace in the race. So, King of Stars is your selection, then? Just to... yeah, right. Okay, fair enough. I'm not sure what you were going for there, <laughs> Brendan. I just why do you to make self-deprecating? 
Um, well, this could take a disgustingly shrewd turn, so stop me whenever it becomes too much. I'm going to pull up a reserve. I probably oh. won't get it in. I know, look, look, I know. You see, you see this is I can't, I can't be wrong. Barry's face. What? Yeah, fair enough. What are the chances of uh, one of ten horses coming out? But if one does, I'd be very surprised if Dusky Lord is ten to one. Uh, unexposed horse. They're trying the blinkers. They tried cheap pieces the last time. He does have an awkward head carriage, I suppose, but he, he has one race. Was very impressive on comeback in Newmarket. Had lost both the shoes in in a Cinderella situation the next time in Epsom. Then didn't have didn't have a great didn't have a great trip in Newmarket either the next time. And just good with the last day. He's a kind of horse you have to keep after him. And David Egan was never happy, but he came home really powerfully and. This Ascot five furlongs should suit him a, a lot more, but this is a this is a disgusting move. However, I don't think you'd be ten to one, so if you're back and you get your money back. Yeah, interesting, interesting. We won't be making the the cut for the uh, sound bites, that's for sure. No. This one. Well, let's <laughs> no, see what Kevin. I'm has planning to say on tipping reserves most weeks if I can, and I don't have a single lose. <laughs> you need to move to Ireland for that. Then. <laughs> what do you think, um, Kevin? Yeah, I, I'd be with Dan in um, certainly taking on Arcebo. Um, something else I'd add into the mix is, is stable form. Um, I just I, I just haven't been happy with with with, um, with, with, with Robert Cowell's form for a good while now. And I've got a number, not, Kev. I've got a number. Go on. It's just 11, not happening. Eleven from one seven six in twenty twenty two. Yeah, it just hasn't been happening for him now. And there's been a few knocking, but like it's been three weeks since he's had a winner. You know, so I, I'd be. In, a little bit worried, you know, it will turn, obviously, kind of could happen here, but um, at that price, no thanks. Um, I thought um, pronunciation pending, uh, Manikan w- was the one I wanted to be with, the three-year-old. Um, look, really good run. Look, one of those that one of those kind of fast two-year-olds that got was stuck in, good enough to get stuck in stakes races last season, um, started the season off a lofty old mark, but he's been getting the hang of the handicaps. And like he ran very well at Royal Ascot. He was only beaten a length in that in that new five furlong handicap. And he went to Chester last time with the tongue tie on. And it was only a core specialist that beat him in a lookout Louis. So, like, I think he's he's found his feet in the handicaps. He looks to be probably better than ever now. And um, getting back to Ascot is certainly going to do no harm. And uh, my lady again, Hayley Turner, uh, will do me just fine. And I think he's a, he's a, I thought he was quite, to be honest, I thought he'd be up near enough the market leader. And he's not. He's not seven or eight to one back. Oh, Kevin's not looking past Hayley so far for the uh, first two Shergar Cup races. Brendan's looking to get the double up. He wants a horse to come out and the reserve to get in and win. And Dan's, <laughs> Dan's just Dan. Doesn't really fancy anything in it. <laughs> to the 2.45. It's the stairs race over two miles. Rock Eagle is a 7-2 chance. 4-1 to Trone Hall or Trone Hall. But your favourite is Super Super Jack, 15-8. Put up by TC last week. It was a 10-1 chance at one stage. Finished off nearly going off favoured in that race in Goodwood. You'd have to say he was a little bit unlucky, wasn't he, really? The, the winner had flown by the time he got into top gear over the two and a half miles. Uh, he's going to be a warm order, lads, 15 to 8. Would he interest you, Brendan? Um, I, you, you would have to be interested. I mean, the, the, the class angles in, in, in this race are Rock Eagle and Red Verdon, but I, I wouldn't trust either of those. I can definitely see Super Super Jack being favoured, but I mean, I'm in danger of missing three weddings and going to the funeral, but this red horse won. <laughs> is this your own funeral still? Oh, no, no, no. But that's not for a week, according to Google. So I might as well blast my way for the weekend. So <laughs> this red this red horse won. So this is an interesting story, this horse. I mean, he's plenty of back class. 
they, they went for a touch on him in, in Catterick. They, uh, they seem to know he was back to form and he didn't collect. They considered themselves very unlucky. But uh, since then, he's gone and won three races. And I mean, he was entitled to go close in York the last day because he got in without a penalty having uh, won, won an apprentice. He wasn't really entitled to win by eight lengths, though. Um, beat the, the five in second, the fourth is a solid yardstick. Um, it just, he's a horse with a bit of back class. He looks to be in, in, in the form of his life. And boy, he's 10 pounds higher than York. I think you could make a case that he should be a bit higher still. So he, he'd be the one for me. He's not a wild price or anything, 11 to 4, but he'd be the one for me. <laughs> he's also another reserve. He's another reserve. So you're, <laughs> you're tipping two reserves on the trot, which is really, really interesting. So you're expecting either a deluge or sickness to strike the uh, Ascot oh, Yard. No. What a complete waste of time. I didn't even realise he was, was out of support show. That's appalling. I didn't nah, that is dreadful. I'm not even going to edit that out. Moving on swiftly. Pat Barber, what do you like? Um... <laughs> Obviously, with TC being off, somebody's got to put up twenty-five to one. No hopers. So I'll take the um, <laughs> I'll take the mantle. Um, actually, TC like talk about a return to form. It got dark shot chinned at what probably nineties, and he was about a neck in yeah. the third. <laughs> Unbelievable shout! But make my day, the um, the Clint Eastwood horse. He's um, he was second to Super Jack on return, giving him fifteen pounds. He's now. Ten pounds better off, and I obviously back with Hull foolishly in that Goodwood race um, the other day. But make my day, I thought came through to almost win that race three out. He tanked his way to the front, didn't quite get home. That's twice in a row, two and a half proved too much for him. So it's the drop back in trip angle. It's the fact he's got form with the favourite and he's much better off at the at the weights. And that pr- second on his second out of the season. That that reads okay as well because Black Kalanisi, the winner, went on to finish second to Danny California at York, and it's a price thing, twenty fives. I mean, I don't think he'll be that on the off, um, and if he is, maybe be a bit worried. I just don't think he's a twenty five chance on form, ability, and the way he shaped at Goodwood. Okay, so make my day for Dan in the colours of Goshen. Kev, what do you make of it? Yeah, I like going gone. Um, the horse I like, and he, he's 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 run a couple of big races this season. Bar he he won at Epsom earlier in the year. They sent him to Newmarket after that and they kind of went too hard in front with him. And then he went up and trip, right up and trip for the Ascot Stakes. And I thought they went too quiet with him and he finished off really well. And like, like you look at the form of that race, like Coltrane won it. Um, poor old Arcadian Sunrise was third. I think it was a strong renewal of the race. Um, and I fancied him in Newbury last time. I was hoping for the Goldilocks ride. Um, not too far back, you know, not not too prominent, and uh, it, it didn't really happen. He was too free. His connections felt the ground was was a bit too quick for him. Have to give him another chance. He, he's better than that. Um, getting back to Ascot will do no harm. And um, Rene now pronunciations. Rene Pichelek. Is that what we're going to go for? We've seen him in recent weeks. There is we've he's he rode um, Tarkater Tasso the other day, and he won. I think he was the, late he for his tea on. Yeah, he was late for his tea on November, wasn't he? <laughs> And November, that's right. Well, he won a group. Well, he won the big group one in Germany there on the Camelot horse at the weekend. So he's in good form. Um, and hopefully he'll get the mix just right. Not too cold, not too hot, just right. And, mm-hmm. uh, and this horse will show that he's well handicapped because I think he is. So going gone will do for me. Lovely. It's worth saying about the reserves. Obviously, they're priced on the Betfair Sports. But if a horse comes out, there will be a real four, but you're on it at whatever price you take. Obviously, 11 to four, Brendan's selection, Red Force one. And interesting this year, Brendan, it's 45 minutes you have before the off of the race to pull a horse out. 
I've never, I've never remembered a Shergar Cup being that yeah, close the, the, to the Yeah, the English, the English never embraced the reserves to that extent. No, they're even always for the Grand National, it's like 24 yeah. hours or something, isn't they're it? They're always very biggest. jumpy about Leighton and runners compared to our system was much more um, enabling up until relatively recent years. But yeah, if you watch, if something comes out late, it'll be absolute mayhem. Well, <laughs> well, but true, I think but... they're, I think they're terrified because their field sizes haven't held yeah. up. But that's exactly um, what it like, is, yeah. They had the decision to go to run a few classified races now was an odd one to me. Like, no. you've got the racing league going on at the same time, pulling runners in the same bracket. Mm. There's just not enough horses there, full stop. Um, yeah, it was an interesting. You know why they did it? Because they, they obviously have a few heavier riders there that wouldn't be able to do lower weights and handicaps. So right. it was a yeah. tricky one. For, it was a tricky one for them, but. Yeah, I think it's just, I think, well, you know, the racing league, a couple of races not filling, a couple of races not filling here. We don't have enough horses, lads. <laughs> we need, yeah, we need to do yeah. something. Okay, we'll leave that for Wade in on Monday. The 320 is the Dubai Duty Free Shergar Cup Challenge. It's a handicap, not 100 handicap, over a mile and a half. Your favourite charging thunder is 11 to 4 at the moment. Pride of Priory is 7 to 2. Outside of that, 4 to 1 to Whipmaster. Uh, and it's seventh to one bar, pretty sweet seventh to one for George Bowie. Um, Brendan, I'm going to start with you here, the mile and a half handicap. What are you thinking? This definitely runs. This charging thunder. <laughs> uh, <11. laughs> it, is, it, is, it is fast, so it's not showing a lot of imagination, but um, just a, a very likable, straightforward horse. Still not totally exposed and a pretty good strike rate for the le- level he runs at. I mean, He's dropping two furlongs with trip here, but Daniel Kodiak should take him along with a cool clip. And even if Charging Thunder had to make his own pace, he, he could he could go and do it. It's just a very, very straightforward horse. Uh, he keeps beating that throne hall, who again is a, a very solid L stick. Two pounds for beating him, two lengths the last day, and you mark it off what were relatively tepid fractions. Looks pretty uh, generous to me, and I thought he'd take a lot of beating. Cool. And that's another one for Rene Pichulek, Kevin's wow. man. Which is interesting. Uh, Dan, how you? Pachelik. You're going to criticize my pronunciation. You're a bigger guesser than me. Yeah, Pachelik, I'm happy to to, to roll with you there, Bear. I have no idea. Happy days. Dan, what do you think? I thought the Whipmaster should be favourite for this. And I appreciate, like, Brendan's animals on a three-timer. So is the Haggis Horse, Pride of Priory. But the Whipmaster completed a three-timer not long ago. We've had a four-time, wasn't it? Banged in four wins to start the year. I thought he ran really well at Ascot. Juan de Montalban was better placed than him. Not to be, I know there wasn't a great deal behind, but they did come 14 lengths clear of the third. Time was fine, supported it. And he came from further back, as I say, in a, in a race that wasn't run at an end-to-end pace. I thought in a race that looks likely to be strongly run, doesn't it? You've got, to, you've got a Johnston Hall state of bliss. Celtic Art has been forcing the pace for Jeremy Scott and Southern Voyage has done the Archie Watson horse as well. So I thought you'd get a properly run, true pace, and the Whipmaster, under those circumstances, might be able to shine a bit better than he did at Ascot. And I thought he ran really well there. He gave one de Montalban, and we know a proper classy middle-distance operator. He gave him a proper fright. Another Gary Moore horse, Dan. Mm. Another Gary Moore. So Gary Moore, make my day, and the Whipmaster. Antonio Frazou. What do you fancy in a Kev? <laughs> I was given a chance to Southern Voyage. Um, Archie Watson for, for my good pal Neil Callan um, <laughs> he, he he progressed really well last season and looked like he was going to turn into a nice horse he ended up in a, in a very good race to finish up the season and he was a bit disappointing um, and he came back at York there about a month ago and he was very well backed um, very well favorite. backed 
Yeah, and, and it just didn't happen. Like he ran bad. Like it wasn't it wasn't a, a little bit below form. He just ran bad, and I, I got into I, an awful state before the race. Yeah, he got he was a muck bat to yeah. sweat, and he, mm. he pulled hard in front. He, he tried to settle him in front, but he couldn't. Yeah, I, I file it away as too bad to be true, and hopefully whatever was whatever was um, irking him that day um, won't be irking him again, and um, and he can get back on track. He's won over course distance, um, and look, we should be no plenty, but. Neil Callum and Archie's banging in loads of winners. So, yeah, I thought 10 to 1 was, was a bit in the big side there. Yeah, I, I was giving that a bit of a chance. Southern Voyage for Kevin Dan is the Whipmaster and Charging Thunder for Brendan Duke. Onto the 355, it's the Shergar Cup mile, run over a mile, Dan, as a friend of ours would say. Uh, it's a competitive <laughs> affair. Three to field, Montesev is three to one, beating Fab on his last two runs. Four to one, Isla Kai. You've, um, Lexington dashed some money for that. That's into 11 to 1, 9 to 1 via Serendipity TC's old pal. Jungle Cove coming over from Ireland for uh, Jessica Harrington is a 10 to 1 chance. She actually sends over a couple of interesting mm. runners. But uh, yeah, Jungle Cove, a couple, couple, couple in the racing league as well. They're going to be very adventurous this week. Mm, good to see. Brendan, what are you liking it? Well, I'm not tipping a reserve, so I must be tipping the fab. But this this <laughs> month, this this month to save is the best bet on the card, isn't it? I mean, three to one. I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised if he goes off two to one. It's, it's just he looks an impossible horse to get away from. I mean, he goes off fab for that uh, Buckingham Palace over, over seven furlongs in Ascot. Just got a bit outpaced because he needs a mile, but was coming home. Goes coming home at a good lick. Then they go and run him in the Bunbury Cup and a good tactical change because obviously. If he wasn't quick enough for seven furlongs in Ascot, he was hardly going to be quick enough for seven furlongs on the July car. So they got him up there, uh, up up on the pace. And then he looked like he was going to be swamped about a furlong and a half down, but came back again really strong at the line. He was only beating a neck out a second uh, in, in, in a blanket finish. I mean, this this is a stiff mile. The step up and trip looks short to suit him. It's the same mark as the Bunbury Cup. Three to one looks a very generous price to me. Yeah, he's an interesting proposition for sure over the mile. Kev, what do you like in it? Yeah, I don't have a huge amount against the Fav, in fairness. I can see the case, you know, his look ready for the trip, etc. Um, but I, I just go for one of the slightly different profile horse I like, um, Bo Pedro. Um, he'd been with Jesse Harrington, actually, for, for, all, for much of his career. Um, certainly the peak of his career up until recently. He switched to David O'Mara. And um, I, I thought it was a lovely run. He changed hands for 80 grand there at the July sale, having run, you know, quite a nice race in the in the Royal Hunt Cup. And they started them off in a, in a very good race at Ascot, um, the Porsche Handicap, as it was called. And he blew the start, which you can do a little bit off, to be fair, but he came home very well. And um, I, I think his mark is one that he could he can win off because God, I... He went very close to winning the big um, the big seven furlong handicap on Irish Champions Weekend last year off a mark of 103, which I thought was a fair effort. Um, so 101, I don't think will be beyond them when things go right. And uh, you have a horse that's to be ridden with a bit of patience at Ascot. Barry, straight mile at Ascot. Who oh, do you man. want on your side? Team Sorry, I tell a lie. This is um, th- this is the fucking it's the round track, isn't it? Yeah, the seven through thirteen is round. Yeah, I only realised that I I didn't realise it until half an hour ago. After differentiate, I thought they were both a mile, and you just have to guess which is which. Yeah, not very helpful, lads. Come on, but anyway, Spencer loves a loves a waiting race, so he'll be (laughs) whether it's straight, whether it's straight, or whether it's round. A winner winner for Team Spencer will be waiting. Yeah, hopefully so. Yeah. Happy days, Dan. What are you liking? 
what I think one of the two the lads have mentioned will win. That's 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 very much not reinventing the wheel. In fact, I don't know what it is. It's a very very cautious approach. If ever there was one, I, but I think I'll fall down under no bet then. <laughs> yeah, I think that is Brendan made such a, a compelling case. Like three to one about a horse that's gone a four to one to win a Bunbury Cup. A trip slightly shy of his best. No, I don't think that threes will be there. And the only horse I'm really interested in against him is Bo Pedro because of Omar's record at horses that he gets from other sources. And it was a positive start. So well done, boys. One of you is back to winner. Did you see what he did there, <laughs> Brendan? Did you see what he did there? The first time I let him go last, he tips up a horse that you tipped and that Kevin tipped. <laughs> Starting with you this time, Barbara. Starting right, okay. with you this time. There's no more copying homework on this podcast. 4.30, <laughs> the Shergar Cup Classic. Another handicap at North to 95. Over a mile and a half. Another good Jessica Harrington runner here with Christoph Lemaire in the plate is a 20 to 1 chance. Super girl. Your 3 to 1 favourite though, Berkshire Breeze. Pretty strong at that. Hamakai is a six to one chance at the moment. Five to one, Franz Strauss. Um, an interesting little race again, Dan. Only the one reserve here for you, Brendan, uh, and that's Wooden <laughs> Son. So you're probably not going to put him up. You'd like a choice of two usually, but uh, what do you make of it? Uh, I like the Val. I mean, this is the, the, just just showing showing no imagination. But I, I can't get away. From, I, I suppose the knock on him is that he hasn't won a race, but he looks perfectly genuine to me, and he's only had six chances. Uh, and of course, you can say when well, he's gone up three pounds for finishing uh, second the last day in Ascot, but that form couldn't have. I mean, Bagdor and Inverness both ran huge races in in, in good company at Glorious Goodwood. Um, ag- again, there's a drop in trip. But I, I, I don't think I don't think he's short of speed, and I just thought it was very hard to get away from uh, the fab. Yeah, that's fair enough. Dan, what do you like? Uh, well, given Brendan's given me a stare, I should follow him, but I won't actually. I'll do it in alphabetical mm-hmm. order instead. I go for approachability. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I do actually quite like this horse. Tanked through a race at Pontefract, which was won by another Johnston beast that went on to win again in stronger company. And then missed the break and got into a bad position at Goodwood last time. It was a 40s chance. Nobody wanted him. But he ran all right in what was a hotter race than this. And I thought he might have hopes. He's in nine. And the other obvious pace is in ten, Franz Strauss. They're both drawn out wide, obviously. But I guess he'd have a better chance from the slightly inside gate to get across and get prominent if they want to do so. I just think he's capable of winning a race. He's got a lot of size and scope, this horse. I'm in the paddock at Ponte. He's got a fair bit about him. And... I don't think we've seen the best of him yet. Okay, approachability of 12 to 1 chance. Nice shout, Dan. Uh, Kev, what are you liking? Yeah, uh, hopefully Jessie might get a winner for, for her endeavours. I thought Supergirl would run well here at a big price. Um, she's been absolutely thriving. Like She's improved to a stone, literally, this season. And uh, I thought she ran very well off her, um, because the, the handicap her absolutely whacked her. For, she put her, put, put her up a stone for winning at Navin. And I thought she acquitted herself very well after revised mark last time. And she, long and the short of it is, I just think she looks ready for the mile and a half now. And I'm hoping that step up and trip will drag a little bit more improvement out of her. Um, you know, straightforward, prominent ride, could make the running. You know, who do you want to come out of the hat? Christophe Lemaire, lovely, that'll do. Um, ideal, um, low draw. She could be the one to make the running over the longer trip. And um, yeah, the uh, pal of mine, John Hennessy, is stuck in this one now. So uh, along along with a few other good partners. So hopefully uh, for John, she runs very well. And I think she might hit a big price. Yeah, she's a 20 to 1 chance, Kev. A big shout. Approachability for Dan, who's a 12 to 1 chance. And the jolly for Brendan. Jolly again, Brent. 
Charlie yep. again. Yep. Okay, on to the 505, the seventh and last race we're going to talk about. It really is a marathon session in, in Ascot on uh, on Saturday, the 505. It's the Sprint Cup, and uh, another handicap, not to 100. At the moment, it's 3 to 2. Admiral D is a 3 to 1 chance, along with Rezina. Um, They had the market. Spangled Mac, who's just been so well placed for, by George Bowie this season, is a 4 to 1 chance, and it's 8. Bar Bren, what do you like? And you're you're torn between two here. Which one are you going to go for? These two favourites. Well, uh, but it's not just the, the the top two. Spangled Mac, a day in Asia. That was a huge performance in Goodwood. Um, I mean, I, I just thought that'd be too much of a step up in grade for. You couldn't rule out the reserve, Barry. Uh, I thought this race was just... <laughs> Never come. I, 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 I thought this race was just too difficult, so I decided to take a pass on it. That's two of us, because I thought this was impossible. Yeah, that's you well. and Dan. I should have known that, because we did speak about that before we came on air. So it's just Kevin for the 505, the seventh and final race in Ascot. What do you make of it, Kevin? Yeah, sure, nightmare race, really, but I thought Admiral... Admirable. <laughs> Admiral D up at the front end of the market would go very well. Like seems to be coming on run to run this season. Um, ran very very well in um in, in a big heritage handicap there, three year olds only to finish in second to a uh, lethal Levi who who didn't you know had big expectations. Goodwood didn't deliver, but I don't think that lessens Admiral D. <laughs> Admiral Admiral D. Why am I struggling with that word? Admiral Admiral D. Uh, I don't think really that lessens his credentials anymore. That's a weird one to struggle with. Anyway, and uh, Joanna Joanna Mason in the saddle, of course. Joanna Mason, best known for her immortal line in in the Skybed ad. Had. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> 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 those but, people, uh, yeah. a bit like Holly, really. When they and, and Marco Gianni, when they come on TV, you just smile. They're such happy people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she's she's from she's from the Easterby clan. Is Joanne, and she's a fine writer too. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset having having her on my side with Admiral D. <laughs> Admiral D in the last race on the card, last televised race on the card on uh, on Ascot on Shergar Cup Day. That complete Shergar Cup. We're on to Haydock for two races. The first of them is at 225. It's the mile handicap. Uh, it's only got seven runners in it at the moment, unfortunately. Electrical Storm, your favourite, at 5-2. 11-2, to two, La Trinidad in the first time, cheek pieces. And Mr. McCann, 7-1, to one, along with Young Fire, and it's 8-bar. Dan, anything fancy to hear for you? Yeah, I was sick last week, you know, getting drawn in by the big meeting rather than going for the that Hannah Nursery Horse at the away meeting we covered at Newmarket. But I'm not I don't think I'm gonna make the same mistake this week. I do think Electrical Storm is is gonna take an awful lot of beating. La Trinidad, I know this horse really well. He's one of those who I always think must be called La Trinidad each way because that's what I always think of doing in those <laughs> in those big York races. But he ran in a small field at York the other day. He's obviously in great nick. He burst his way to the front. And then just the fact it had been a tactical race, wasn't end-to-end. He just wilted light on and was run out of, even run out of second. So I just think he's going to be vulnerable again in another race like that, away from York. Electrical Storm started the season in really good fashion, winning a big field at York off a long layoff. And then you're wondering, will he bounce three weeks later? And he didn't at all. He ran extremely well in a race at Sandown where they went a proper pace. He was the only one in the first handful who was ridden prominently. The rest came from midfield or further back. And two horses that did race prominently with him. One was Chairman, who finished six. He then just got touched off in a handicap at Chester next time. And possibly more significantly, the horse who was prominent throughout as well was Forrest Falcon, 
who two runs later was obliterating them in a big field, Goodwood handicap. So I like that tactical angle from his last run. We've got Atsaini taking the ride for the first time. And I think the Trinidad will be vulnerable the way the, race, the, the way the race is run. Electrical Storm makes all, I think. Happy days. So five to two, five for Dan on Electrical Storm. Brendan, you an opinion here? Yeah, I, I mean, I could definitely see the, 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 the case for the five. I just wasn't sure if he was that well handicapped. Now, are there many well handicapped horses in opposition? Possibly not. But seven to four were short enough to me. So I, I could see why that was five. I can't really see why Mr. McCann isn't second five, though, because if I don't tip a reserve or the five, I like to tip the best horse in the race. And this Mr. McCann is the best horse in the race. Now, he's had difficult second and album syndrome this year. There's no doubt about it. Far, um, it was uh, fancy for the um, the D states in, in Chester. Now, it uh, didn't run bad, uh, but uh, and that was probably a decent renewal of the D states, the way that some of the minor players have gone since. And then, of course, beating eight lengths in the German guineas doesn't sound great, of course, but it was a German guineas for the ages. So this is a massive drop in grade. Again, uh, the Britannia was too much for him the last day, but I wouldn't worry about that because these are much, much calmer waters. I, I had him clear second five, so at seven to one, I'll go for him. Yeah, I hope he's named after Terence McCann. We all know who Terence McCann is, don't we? Was he in Minder? Yes, there you uh, go. All right, okay, well done. Uh, over my head. Uh, <laughs> you're only a pup, Blake. They'd never let That's you right, out I know, I know, I know, I know. On to the three o'clock. It's uh, around a mile three. The Rosa Lancaster Stakes. It's a group three. It's a good renewal of the race. Grocer Jack, your favourite at 13 to eight. Was a five to two chance at one stage. And Matt, four to one second favourite, along with Intelligent. Passion and Glory is seven to one, and it's nine bar. Um, we're going to start with you here, Dan. What do you make of this? Well, there's a couple of spoilers, I suppose, that like to get on with it as well, but. Maybe I'm alone in it. I'm sure I'm not alone. But I thought he won that race the other week like a Group 1 horse. I know he got to do his own thing in front, but he was going under 12 seconds in furlongs late on. I mean, it was only his third run for Haggis. He cost an absolute bomb from France. He shaped all right in France, but that was a big step forward. He's 13 to 8 now. I don't think he has to force the pace. They can probably just sit handy with him and track it. I don't know. I thought he looked like he was a, a class apart from the, the run of the mill group three, group two sort of horse. And can you say that about any of the opposition? I don't think you can. Yeah, he could be hard beat here, Brendan. Couldn't he, the favourite grocer jack? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think this would be running a good clip, though. He, he, he mightn't have, as Dan mentioned, he mightn't have his, his own way up front. And I wouldn't get, I mean, I wouldn't get carried away about beating the likes of Cadillac. Cadillac is not, is not a warrior of the turf, and I thought he chucked it in in, in, in Newbury. But yes, the five would be hard to beat. This royal champion, nine to one, Chanciel Price, obviously stepping up from winning a handicap in Epsom of 97 to this level. There's no doubt about it. It is a big step, but he's totally unexposed to us. I mean, he's only had five runs. Two of them he blew, he blew out in there. We gloss over that, but was not good enough to, comp- to compete in a Dante Stakes. He's going to get a good pace to run at here. He travelled like a monster in that Epsom race. Nine to one, about him making the step up. I don't think it's, I don't think, he, I think it's a fair price anyway. So I'll take Break looks a good thing with him, doesn't it? It looks like he's best when he's had a, he's had a layoff. I don't know what to make of him. I, 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 I mean, he, he does have a, a, a good record fresh, um, but he, he, he ran terrible then on comeback in Doncaster. He's only had five runs. I don't know what to make of him, but when he's good, he's very good. Mm. And I don't think it's impossible that he could, he could, make this bridge 
Okay, interesting. A 91 chance Royal Champion and Dan's with the favourite grocer, Jack. On to Newmarket. Uh, the one race we're covering in Newmarket is the 340. It's the Sweet Solara. And it's for the two-year-old fillies. It's a group three. Lakota Sioux is heading the market at the moment. James Doyle in the plate as 11 to 4. Nova Kai is your second favourite at 4 to 1. 9 to 2, Ivory Madonna. 11 to 2, Lady Alara. And it's uh, six to one bar those four at the top of the market. Um, Kevin, I'm going to start with you here on the two-year-old fillies. You like anything in this? I was taking a chance and answer you, but look, tricky race. You've got a few that um, you've got a few that showed up by Alaska, and you, you, you'd worry about them. Ivory Madonna ran an absolute cracker, finished third behind Meditate in the Albany, and then has come out and got beaten the maiden since. You know, the step up and trip could help her. And you've got Lakota Sue who, who ran really well to finish third. It was the other one that was flashing from the rear. Um, and I say flashing in every sense because she was. Oh, it's a funny horse. By, uh, by a, <laughs> yeah, she was. She was propelled by her flashing tail the whole way. Yeah, it was like straight. a. It was like a chopper um, blade, wasn't it? It did and a haydock on Dave early on. Yeah. Done it every time. Uh, yeah. And Lingfield, yeah, yeah, gave it. It gives her the turbo boost. It's the key. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, not even under pressure, is it? She's doing it yeah. basically from the moment they leave the stalls. Yeah, they're gasoline animals at times, but um, I'd be a little bit uh, frightened at the two of them <laughs> for different reasons. Whereas Al Siub, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, Ishmael Muhammad, he wouldn't have a whole heap of first time out winners. Um, and when they do win first time, they don't tend to be too bad. And look, she's bred to be nice. Um, you know, middle distance pedigree. She won at Newmarket first time out. The style was good. Um, knew what she was doing and the run and form being mixed. So I think it was reasonable form. And look, it just could be a bit of a funny race, this. And I thought LCU was open to a, a nice chunk of improvement. Interesting. Okay. I'll see you for Kev, who's a six to one chance. Brendan, what are you liking it? Well, like Kevin, I want to t- t- take on the Fav. I'm not sure about her. I mean, she did win by half the track in Linkfield despite uh, swishing her tail, but I don't really rate that Chesham form, and she can be keen in her races as well. I just thought I just thought she was a vulnerable Fav, and I'm not gone on anything, but I was just struck by Huey Morrison having a winner on debut. I mean, this just, this just doesn't happen, right? So now it was a boss last maiden and the signs, it, it, there's not a lot of evidence of the horses that have come out of it. And the signs are, it wasn't a great maiden, but uh, the modest font is the, is, is the one, it's the complete rag at the moment. Uh, but she couldn't have been more impressive. She just traveled, she was so professional, then went and won the race and she, she looked to be docile to, to, to me all the way to the line. Uh, Morrison knows the family, actually. He's trained three of the siblings, and one of them, which didn't win on debut, of course, because none of them win on debut, uh, did win second time up, uh, went on to be a stage performer, uh, won a listed race in Germany and placed in a group two in Germany. So, there, you know, there is a... a, a, a the, the mayor can throw a good one, 16 to 1, I might be overdoing it, but I just feel like any horse that wins first time out for Huey Morrison is going to take a big step forward second time. Yeah, yeah, sound logic. Uh, 16 to 1 chance, the outsider of the field. We said we were keeping the best till last, like the wedding at Cana, and we definitely are. It's the 4.15 in the Curra on Saturday. It's the 6th on Keelan Phoenix Stakes. What, we've six runners in here, five of them are last time out, group two winners. You've got uh, Little Big Bear in there at the moment heading the market. Or no, Brad Sells now heading the market of 15 to 8. It's two to one little big bear. When I looked at this earlier, it was 15 to 8 little big bear and nine to four Brad Sell. So uh, they've flip-flopped at the head of the market. Persian Forces nine to two. It's five Blackbeard, Shartash is nine, and it's 40 Apache Outlaw. Brendan, 
Cadillac mightn't be a warrior to the turf, but you are. We know nah. this, and you're going to be there cheerleading on Saturday. How, I've no doubt in the world. What's your read on this? How, how, I mean, how could you miss this race? I, I'm not sure I'd be having a bet. I mean, it's just a perfect storm, isn't it? So you have this situation where they used to build this meeting, actually, as a family fun day. And it was a family fun day. It was the O'Brien family fun day. They used to turn up, win, win, win the race, stick the trophy in the boot, and end the gap. But he hasn't won it. He hasn't won it for is it four four years or five years or something like that. So he's throwing the kitchen sink at it. He's throwing the little big bear at it. He's throwing the black beard at it. And the English traders, I mean, Archie Watson, he's just there. Well, I picked this horse up for 12 bags or something. He's come home on his own in New York. Then I've got a motor Coventry with him. I fear no, man. The Hannans are big. And now I know yeah, he's a very positive person, uh, Richard Hannan, but they seem to really love their horse. And you can't rule out this Shartash. I mean, I know on collateral forms. Uh, Miles, that. Well, well, fair enough. I, I mean, you can't rule it out, Dan, because on, on collateral form through Blackbeard, I mean, he should struggle with Bradsell. But didn't, it was at a tactical disadvantage the last day, had to force its way through a gap showed a lot of tenacity. The dam, an Aga Khan there, didn't, didn't come into it. Well, she, she was good at two and three, but she was better at four. So this horse should be getting better. So that's a, a really long way of telling you, Barry, that I'll just be watching it. But yeah, what, it what, is. What, a, what, it's a cracker of a race, really, isn't yeah. it? Like, it's probably yeah. the best two-year-old race this season so far. And we've oh, had definitely. some really good two-year-old races. Yeah. Uh, Kev, what do you like him? Oh, I'd be like Brendan, like, geez, like, I love a lot of these. <laughs> you know, I've been with Persian Force really since debut. Loved them all the way along. Fancy for the Coventry. Um, got beat, you know, probably fair and square by Brad Self and came out and, and, and improved again next time. Like Brad Self, what he did, you know, coming from coming from the other side of the track and crossing over, like it seemed a big effort. The forms getting nudges all over the place. And then little Big Bear, who I've loved all the way along, like he was monstrous on the clock last time. And if I had to have one, it's probably him um, because he just seems to be getting better all the time. He, he was the one that was kind of showing up in, in Ballydoyle back from March and, he, and he's really delivering start to start improvement. But I wouldn't like to rule out any of them. And you know, you might recall even out Apache Outlaw, he'll be a million to one in this. You might recall it put him up each way in the in the railway stakes last time, like he, he, he has an awful lot of talent and he'll be ridden quietly to kind of, to come, to come into the mix late again. And he was only a length and a quarter behind Shartash. So uh, I wouldn't totally forget about him and you'll have black and just, you know, you've got all the horses, but you've got the drama as well. You'll have Blackbeard there acting like an absolute possessed yoke down, you know, at, down to the start and going down to the start. He's an absolute weirdo. Um, so there'll be entertainment for all the family, for all, for all interests. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to see it. I'm sick to be missing it. I have to be at Ascot on Saturday. Um, so sick to be missing it. But um, oh God, what a horse race. Yeah, really is shaping up to be the two-year-old race of the season so far. And you'd probably, probably the best we might see. I, I don't think it's. I think it's going to be hard to better this before the season's out. But only time yeah, will and tell. I, and I'll tell you, Barb, um, before we finish up, um, be sure to be if you're going to the Curra, be sure to be there for the first because there's a horse called Al Riffa running the first there that could be could be a real one. So I'd, I'd be keeping it. He's not going. He won't be a big price or anything. I don't think, but he's worth keeping an eye on. That's one. Either there, Brendan. Second you know to, he was second yeah. to um, Henderson. Uh, yeah, Hans, Hans Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, yeah. Geez, that, that was, I thought I'm biased now, but that, I thought that was a beautiful debut. Big yeah. on the clock, you know. It wasn't it wasn't a surprise as such. Yeah, I think he could be he could be a real nice horse. Yeah, 
Happy days. Okay, all that's left, lads. That's uh, been a pretty long session today. All that's left is naps. Um, I'm going to kick off with you, Brendan, for a nap, or maybe I'll give you a second as you dive no. relentlessly into your notes. We're on the same boat, Brendan. What do you think, Brendan? I just wanted to get the time right. The 3.55 in Ascot, Montesib. Oh, Montesib. Okay, going with a jolly and not a reserve. Punchy. I like it. <laughs> Dan, what about you? Um, away from the, the bright lights of the Shergar Cup. 2.25, hey, Doc, please. Electrical storm. Electrical storm away from the bright lights. I get it, Dan. Not many do, but I do get it. What about you, Kev? <laughs> ah, sure. Look, I have to go with my leading lady, don't I? I'm going to go with Manacan in the in the five furlong sprint at the Shergar Cup. Manacan, and I'm going to put up in the stairs on the Shergar Cup the max we can to return to form for Team Johnson. I think he's a big price at around 16 to 1 or 33 to 1 at the moment. Okay, lads, it's been brilliant. Thank you very much. Just to let everyone know um, the offer on the Betfair Sportsbook this weekend is a multiple offer. Bet 10 on multiples and get a £10 free bet on multiples. It's the same every Saturday and it's for Saturday's racing. Um, the team will be back on Monday with Wade in. Uh, recording Monday afternoon. Brendan will be joining Vanessa and Kevin. So look forward to that. And all that's left for us to say is gamble responsibly and have a great weekend, everyone.